0: Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: This week on Buckets, Boards, and Blocks, we have a new NBA champion and one of the best hoop journalists and NBA writers in the country is here to help us break it down and put it all in perspective. But first, Darlene, no days off, let's run it. Buckets, Boards and Blocks with Monica McNutt and King McClure is a presentation of Pure Hoops Media. Monica is a former Georgetown Hoyer who likes nothing better than a three in transition and thinks DC ballers are the smartest. King is a former 3 and D Baylor baller whose idea of a good time is locking down the other team's best scorer. Monica, King, let's do this. Thanks, Darlene. All right, King is off this week, y'all. He went back to his hoop dreams. He's preparing for the basketball tournament, which can be seen on ESPN. Shout out to Angel Gray on the sidelines of that event and Tim Scarborough, the analyst. On Tuesday, though, The Bucs capped off a championship run with their fourth straight win after dropping the first two games of the NBA Finals to the Phoenix Suns. It was the second time Milwaukee overcame an 0-2 deficit in the playoffs. They trailed Brooklyn 0-2 in the second round before winning that series in seven games. And this week, we are so fortunate and so lucky to be blessed by one of the best hoop journalists out there, NBA journalists. He was on site at the finals, has been covering the series so closely. Uh, Vinny Goodwill of Yahoo Sports. We're definitely going to reflect on the season. He's going to give us some incredible perspective. Can't wait to dive in. Vinny, my guy, what's up? What's going on, Monica? How you doing? I am fantastic. Besides the fact that as my career is um, growing, I root for my takes, and I did pick Phoenix and seven. So there's that.
2: (laughs) Mm, mm, mm. Were you trying to get us all, get most of us sent back
1: to 110 degree weather? Is that what you was doing? I think, I will be honest, I think I was a little bit smitten with the whole Chris Paul thing. And, and to be fair, Phoenix looked really good through their run and the inconsistencies of the Bucks. But boy, did they turn on the consistent switch when, it, when they needed to the most.
2: I don't even know if they turned on the consistent switch or they just That's turned the on Giannis. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> they turned on Giannis. I think that was the thing. And I was talking about this a little bit earlier with a friend of mine. Have you ever seen like a quieter 50 points?
1: Hello? And first of all, let's talk about how this man was, what, 17 of 19 from the free, like, when did he suddenly, I mean, in this series we saw it, but I don't know, that is the part that I've been so struck by. Like, when did all of a sudden this 50, low 60s percent free throw shooter guy become clutch?
2: Oh, you mean when Chris Paul said, you know, Giannis think he's gonna miss the free throws. You know what I mean? Well, After Chris Paul said that, Giannis was like, oh, 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 you think I'm out here just breaking it. I'll show you. Like Mm. and those free throws had soft bounces last night. Yes, soft bounces, shooters backspin, backspin. (laughs) Like, like he was he was taking his 10 15 seconds. Don't get me wrong, but he them things look pure. Yeah, things look pure. Like I was, Monica was struck last night by the fact that it didn't look like he was trying to take over the game. It just Mm. looked like he was playing basketball. Like I know we get into this. You know, social media has got us into this basketball player slash. Hooper discussion. Yeah. That dude looked like he was just balling last night. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, oh, we need rebounds. I got rebounds. Need to pass the ball, pass the ball. I need to score 20 in the third quarter. A dude who ain't a scorer, who ain't got a jump shot scoring 50. You got to you gotta make this make sense for me, Monica. You hooped. I done played with dudes who couldn't shoot but scored. This is a little different.
1: <clears throat> I think uh, in addition to the free throws, both sides of the court, like to your point, whatever we needed, defensive rebound, offensive rebound, block shot cake give me that like that's you know what i mean and so i think I, there was a part of me that was like oh poor deandre A.M. but i really think asking anybody to defend Giannis straight up is just unfair period and deandre obviously is not yet in that weight class mm-hmm. but while we got you here because we were all taking it in from home i had the pleasure of joining the espn radio broadcast with doorsberg john kessler john barry pj carlosimo kevin winter we had a blast but take me mm-hmm. inside the arena because we've gotten some great fan moments first sons and four Then we got Mm. Bucks and Six. And Bucks and Six in game three was like, oh, that's cute. Mm -hmm. And then here we are. So what was it like inside of Pfizer? How did that crowd react? I mean, just the whole thing.
2: You know what? I was in Toronto in 2019. Okay. And I thought, and that was the first time in my life that I've been in an arena and the court looked small because everything around it, you just felt like you were on top of it. Last night didn't feel like that, but last night felt so heavy. It just felt like, from the moment, maybe within 10 minutes left before the national anthem, it was like, everybody was just ready and waiting. And I'm like, man, look, they better win tonight. Like, it was like one of those things like, cause if they don't win tonight, we ain't getting out of here alive and neither are they. Like, it was just one of those, they were out for blood. It didn't matter whose blood it was. It would have been Chris Middleton's blood. A pint of his blood would have been in the streets. If he'd went three for 16 and they lost by two or something like that, it was just one of those heavy but emotional – like, you can't – like, you can see the intensity from the screen, uh-huh. but you don't know when you're in the arena if it's conveying that way. So, like, from the first possession, it was like, man, you're going to have to settle down and play basketball. But it never settled down. It was like the whole game was running off of emotion. That's the best way I can describe it. The entire game was emotional. I'll tell you a funny thing. I don't know if it's funny because it ain't, I see it's funny because it ain't me, right? (laughs) (coughs) Funny because it ain't me and it can never be me because I can never be pregnant. So Giannis' Giannis' fiance, you know, Uh now good good and pregnant. She ain't Uh like pregnant, she pregnant, pregnant, right? So she was in like the room with Giannis, we smoking a cigar and everything. She's waiting on at to finish and all that. So she went on to the floor to the floor. She looked about eight and a half. She looked about 10 and a half months pregnant. She's
1: very pregnant. I saw her on TV. I didn't even know she was pregnant, but I was like, oh wow, she's she's due like now.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's like she, like I said, she looked 10 and a half months pregnant. So you know, you're you're like watching, and I was like, Oh, she's big. No, it's not that. I'm not making a crack. Like, like women, please don't come at me. I don't, I don't mean it like that. It's just hyperbole, y'all. Please, please don't hurt me. I love y'all. Um, but She sat down to take pictures on the floor. And I was like, ooh, that's going to be a hard time for her to get up. I don't know who's going to be around when she got to get up. Because Giannis was like, she was in the center floor. And Giannis was like with his two babies, the trophy and the MVP trophy. Mm -hmm. He he couldn't help her because he had his hands full. And I was like, I hope they don't ask somebody to pick her up because she looked like she going to be barking at somebody when she had to get up off that floor. (laughs) and I don't get bad knees, but I've heard of people who do. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I felt it when she stood up. I felt it. I felt that pain. I felt like her water was going to break right then and there from the squat (laughs) of having to get up. Like that was the scene last (laughs) night that struck me, Monica. It was like this pregnant woman is waddling around because her man just pulled off a fitty ball. Yeah. And she ain't following her, but she's just part of the party. Uh-huh. And somebody decided to say, hey, let's sit down and take pictures. Yeah, but how we gonna get up? Like, that was my thought. How we, like, I don't been around pregnant women before. You know what I mean? <laughs> that, ain't, that ain't no easy task. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. a celebration. So it was it was funny. Like, Giannis was, I don't know if you notice this, Monica, through the press conferences. Giannis has been really vulnerable. Yes. Through this entire play. He's been really open. You know how sometimes mm-hmm. we consider Kyrie and, Kd to be more brooding and all, this. Mm-hmm. and Giannis has been more open. He's been like Oprah. He's been yeah. putting, he's been putting stuff on like you know, he, almost like he's saying, "Remember your spirit" or something like that at uh-huh. the end of press uh-huh. conferences. And he's so emotional and so authentic. Like those were the things that struck me last night because I don't, he doesn't come across like it's an emotional guy, but he was. You know what I mean? So those were some of the things last night that hit me. I ran into last night. I ran into Justin Holiday, mm-hmm. one of the Holiday brothers he won a championship with golden state and i covered him uh when he was with the bulls he saw me in the hallway he dapped me up he said man i've never been so happy for somebody else in my life this is amazing and i couldn't tell you something talking about
1: Giannis or his brother <laughs> that is so funny okay let me let me run this back though Vinny, because last week you did it i don't know actually i might be messing up my dates forgive me you could tell me when you wrote this piece mm-hmm. um you had it was a line in this piece that I just thought was so poetic and really sort of nailed it and obviously as someone who's boots on the ground covering the NBA I want to read this for our listeners and then I want you to talk to me about what you've seen from this Milwaukee Bucks squad um with a little bit more detail and perspective because most of us just kind of hear but don't make adjustments Giannis can't shoot and Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday are inconsistent like now what you know all right so this is what you wrote um the shorthanded Paul was tossing the ball to to space teammates were not five turnovers, including being stripped late by Antacumpo when the Suns were nursing a three-point lead. It was the kind of game the Suns have won all season, the type of night the Bucs were prone to lose over the last few seasons. But as they seem to illustrate in the last two rounds, there's been some painful growth in this oddly executed season, an ability to win games when not playing at peak efficiency on offense. Booker tore them up and they didn't overreact and allow Jay Crowder or Ayton to feast inside. Um, that line about the painful growth. I was like, man, like, whoo. So what is it? And I think it was funny because as we did the pregame show, I remember when we started the series, we were just kind of, you know, what we've seen. And I was like, well, Phoenix is closed out on the road. They've shown that they're comfortable doing that. Then we were like, well, wait, so have the Bucs? Maybe not as efficiently, but the Bucs have also done that. And for whatever reason, whether it's KD's toe or what we perceive as the weaknesses of this team or Giannis in particular, Giving the Bucks credit comes after you stop and think. Mm-hmm. So, what have you seen that kind of got them here?
2: The painful growth thing, I think, and you know how we are with, with sports media, we have a narrative and we beat that thing to the ground. You know what I mean? We are a people of first impressions. As mm-hmm. soon as we get the idea in our head of what you are, you're going to have to fight like hell to get out of it. You know what I mean? And the Bucks were a team that we looked at as front runners. That if it's going well for them, if they're hitting shots, they'll kick you behind. But the second it gets hard, they don't, they don't do hard. You know what I mean? They don't do grit and grime and win tough games, except they started winning them. Mm-hmm. Except they started, if you notice, they, they got better as the series went on. And every series they win, you think about it, from the first round, they barely beat Miami in game one. By game four, they weren't even playing well and beating them by 20. You know what I mean? And uh, the second round against Brooklyn getting waxed by 50 in game two, whatever it was, winning and, and then losing game five the way he lost game five, winning game six and seven. Atlanta, blue game one, you know, blue game four. You know what I mean? With Giannis, winning game five and game six. Like an ability to learn for me with them, it just it didn't feel like they were learning because it felt like they were taking one step forward, two steps back type of thing. But you when you really stop and look at it, like you said, it's like, wait a minute, we can actually give this team credit like, they're they're winning tough games where they're not shooting the ball well. They're winning games when it don't look so pretty. And I ain't giving Bud credit. Like, we ain't gotta go a bridge that far, right? <laughs> Just cause you win a championship don't mean that all of a sudden, every, all the crooked edges become laid straight. Like, I'm, that ain't me. You know what I mean? That 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 is not I, I is not he. You know what I mean? Like, oh. like wait, like, wait, Chris Paul, we're not gonna put Brook Lopez and Bobby Portis on you. That isn't a coaching adjustment. That's common sense. Right. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I got Drew Holiday, a younger Drew Holiday on Chris Paul, younger and bigger. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to sick him on you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? To me, that's common sense. But it's also the acknowledgement that, hey, plan A ain't working. We need to try some other. Oh, I was about to say right. something else. You got to try right. something else.
1: It's a safe space. Feel free. But well,
2: go ahead. We got, to, we got to try some other shit. <laughs> you know <what laughs> <I mean? laughs> You know I mean? hooper's conversation. Yes. And Phoenix um, is always a team, because they never beat themselves this year. They played with remarkable maturity all season long.
1: So it's funny, I was talking to my dad. My dad is the reason I fell in love with the game the whole bit. But this morning he said, what, why did Phoenix lose? And I didn't want to go that deep. I was like "Dad, because Giannis refused to be denied. Like, that's the bottom line. And he's like, yeah, but what about Phoenix? And, and I think as I watched yesterday, because you're right, Phoenix have been so consistent. Simply put, they flat out had no answer for Giannis. And I think they peaked in games one and two and could not duplicate those types of performances for whatever reason. Whether you credit Holiday from picking up CP3 in the backcourt, PJ Tucker, hounding, um Book, like whatever you want to credit it to, the last two games, particularly game six, Phoenix looked young. Mm-hmm. They looked like the team that, you know, had not had the experience getting here. And JB actually said it, John Barry said it as we prepare for the radio broadcast he was given the edge of the Bucks because of how they've been so disappointed in the previous two postseasons. Like, they have some scabs, they've been hardened, they've weathered some storms, where Phoenix, you know, this young Neophyte squad, ultimately, that showed up. Look,
2: we, we heard, it. you know, I, I, I had a lot of Frankie Beverly and Maze played in my house. There's a song called Joy and Pain. There it is. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> both sides of it. And there's another saying that my mama used to say to me, Black mama, sick and tired of being sick and tired. You think you tired? Yeah. I'm, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. That's the Bucs. They were sick and tired of y'all beating up on them, y'all being me. They were sick and tired <laughs> of us kicking their kicking they behind, telling them that they ain't gonna be champions and everything else. And even Giannis kind of said it after the game. He was like, look, man, we don't know what next year is gonna be like. Like yeah. you can see that Brooklyn tsunami coming down the way. And they felt like if we don't get it done this year, we don't know when we're gonna get it done. And Phoenix has never hurt before. They ain't never hurt. Chris Paul, no Chris break. Paul, Chris Paul perpetually hurt. Chris Paul more hurt than a Mary J. Blige album. Chris Paul more hurt than my life. You know what I mean? My life being a Mary J. Blige album. If yeah. y'all, if y'all get it, that that's that is the hurt of hurt albums, and that is Chris Paul's career. All right, but he the only one. Yeah, Devin Booker ain't been hurt like that. He just mm-hmm. ain't been playing on good teams, and all those dudes. I and mean, you said it, DeAndre Ayton. That's a big, strong boy, but he ain't got no grown man strength to handle Giannis that that 6'11", 240. It'll come in a couple years. So yeah, I felt like Phoenix needed to bleed. Yeah. And they oh, they ooh, Monica, can you imagine the cheering? Cause these hallways are thin. These locker rooms ain't that far away from each other. And you trying to ask awkward ass questions from the media about how hard, how bad it feels. Yeah. And all you hear is, wipe me down. I'm on wipe me down. You <laughs> know what I mean? Like,
1: like, wait, what? I can't focus. I can't do this. I will say, when Monty Williams went into the Phoenix or the Milwaukee locker room, I was like, there he goes being a better human than all of us again, because I would have been like, yeah, all right. See y'all later. Monica, I'm from Detroit.
2: I, I, all I'm going to say is, I'm from Detroit. When my favorite team of all time lost to to a team, got <laughs> up out of there. Ain't no the point shaking y'all hands, going to y'all locker room. We up out None of, of here. So None of that. Monty's a good dude. If there's if there's somebody that I wanted this to win for, to happen for, it, it was Monty Williams. Because I'd rather have him as my coach than Bud.
1: Um Okay, so it, here we are, and it begs the question. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know we can't do this without talking about legacies individually. But before we go to individual players, mm-hmm. someone asked me, and I was like, Yeah, I don't see it. I can't take a phone call right now. Let me alone. Okay. Um so, somebody asked me, are we on the brink of a dynasty from either of these squads, right? And I was like, well, you know, first we gotta get into the minutia of how you define dynasty. Mm-hmm. And then all of that considered, my answer is no, because I don't know Vinny, if we've seen, I hate to toss around parody, but I, when I look at the top teams, potentially on both sides of conferences moving forward, if they're healthy, I don't know that Phoenix is back here next year. I don't know that Milwaukee gets back here next year. I don't even know if they make it to their conference finals respectively. So especially Phoenix, Um. So of the two teams, I would think that I would trend towards maybe the Bucs being able to do it again in the next three years, mm-hmm. uh, but it's, it's a really fun time in the league, I feel like. I'm here for the, the small market teams and the new names winning championships. Look, how yeah, define, we got to change how we define dynasties from now on
2: because there's so much talent. You know what yeah. I mean? There's so much more talent now compared to 1996, where the league expanded from 24 to 30 teams and you didn't have the talent to keep up with the demand. Now you got you can make a case for 30 guys being top 15 players you know what i mean Mm -hmm. you can like jason tatum didn't make an all nba team but some people will say jason tatum is a top 10 player you know what i'm saying some people will say that for trey young trey young didn't come close to making an all nba team you know what i mean that type of thing so how i would define dynasty for the milwaukee bucks would be consistent contention just being in the conversation and i think they're going to stay they got the ownership the front office you know, and, and even Bud may come in next year with a little bit more swag of having won something. You know what I mean? Uh-huh, but uh-huh. but so now it's like, wait, if you're Kyle Lowry, why not go to the Milwaukee Bucks for a couple of years? You're now a team that can attract that type of player mm-hmm. because they have a chance to win something. So while I think we can all look at Brooklyn and say, yeah, they, they might be the favorites next year. If it's 2-2 going into game five next year in the Eastern Conference Finals, Brooklyn and Milwaukee, and Milwaukee is the reigning champions, well, nobody be surprised or shocked if Milwaukee wound up getting back. I think Phoenix is a little different because they're so young. Mm-hmm. And their best, and whoever you say their best player is, and one of their two best players is old. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit different for them, but they got three guys, I guess maybe three and a half guys, Monica. I'm see what you think. Between Cam Johnson, Mikael Bridges, Ayton, that are nowhere close to the players that they're going to be. So they can they can get better as the lakers are trying to figure things out as the clippers god knows what they're going to look like next year so i wouldn't be surprised if phoenix just sort of hung around and hung around in the future
1: yeah i agree with you and it was funny because coach carlismo obviously last night was was a tough night for ayton and as we wrapped mm-hmm. our post game show you know he talked about Aton getting better and i said just that i was like coach it's not just Aton getting better all of those guys like even even book for mm-hmm. all that we know about him as a scorer there's still room for him to improve his overall game. For real, he ain't packaged three-point shooting with them in the series. So, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's more I thought moments. I was cutthroat. I, I thought mean, I was cutthroat. I mean, I'm just, I'm just stating the facts. Um, but even that, like, if he wants to lean into more on the defensive side of the ball, like, I thought that he had a knack. In, even in the playoffs, as they were successful, I used to, I got frustrated because I felt like he picked up stupid fouls. Mm-hmm, and Perk mm-hmm. was like, nah, he's been forced to guard the best players. Yeah, there's a little bit of both, but I think he has to think. And so the next part of his game maybe is as his IQ elevates. And then, of course, I think Cam Johnson and Mikael Bridges had breakout opportunities in terms of putting them on the national stage in a national conversation. Not that they'll be all NBA next year, but these are guys that people are now looking out. Bridges is your defensive team, potentially. You know what I'm saying? Most improved kind of categories. Um, I think those guys, all of them, stand room to get stronger, literally, physically, to deal Mm -hmm. with a team like the Milwaukee Bucks or healthy Lakers or whoever it may be. But I'm super excited for this uh, Phoenix Sun squad, both sides, really. Um, But okay, we do have to do this. Let's talk about it, uh, Vinny. Chris Paul comes up short. You mentioned it.
2: You mean literally short? Like, I can see the top of his head short? Uh, Or or coming up, coming up?
1: (laughs) I think it's unfair. First of all, I'm waiting for the story in two weeks about his hand—a ligament being missing or something crazy. You think it, you think it was that bad? I, I think that he was more hurt than he let on. Hmm, that's interesting. I didn't, cause I didn't see that in game one. It got worse. He's old. Like things don't stay the same.
2: That's that's true. I'm you know what I mean? Like there was one thing. of them Nothing games he takes like...
1: a tumble. All you need is an awkward land to. You know what I mean? But I
2: felt like Drew Holiday and even Jeff Teague, who didn't seem like he belonged in the NBA Finals, it was like Jeff Teague's Ooh. whole mission in life was to be Chris Paul's shadow for five minutes at a time. And I and, and you know it, Monica. Like Once you got to turn your back to the defense, to your own offense, that hinders your ability to run an offense. And maybe that's part of a hand or whatever, but I think that's part of Drew Holiday being 6'2", 6'3", 225 pounds, being able to put his forearm right here, in your back and steer you a little bit so yeah i mean because my opinion on chris paul did not change in this series okay it, 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 good or bad i guess maybe through this because i think getting to the finals is a matter of an accomplishment not a matter of being a better basketball player he didn't become a better basketball player throughout this he just wound up getting to the finals and mm-hmm. i hate the stat that's out there you know chris paul has lost four series where he's had two old leads Think that's like i don't say nonsense but i think that's unfair i think it's mm-hmm. you know like you parsing it but is chris paul in my book a top five point guard of all time he's in the conversation but okay. is there a gap between him and the next four guys yeah okay so i don't know how this i don't know how this hurts him does it hurt him because he had a 2-0 lead i think or just it just hurt hurts
1: him because he, he didn't get it done yeah i just think it hurts him because he didn't didn't get it done and again, you, we said it Vinny, the same way we look at the Milwaukee Bucks, once the narrative is slapped on you, you gotta rip it off and ripping it off would have been winning for him. And so I think any astute basketball fan, of course, those of us that cover the sport, you know, statistically, it bears out. He shows up to a team, the team improves. Mm-hmm. But it's when we start getting into those top fives and where does he stand amongst the greats, there's always gonna be that but until he get it done. Well, here's the thing. I don't think he can get any
2: higher even he had once. Mm. He's, not, he's not better than Stephen Curry. He's not better than Isaiah Thomas. He's not better than Magic Johnson. And I've never saw, I've never seen Oscar Robertson play, but people have enough people have told me why I trust their word. A championship to me wasn't going to do that, wasn't going to elevate him above any of those guys.
1: So me, and you got to get into the, is Steph really a one? Because I got stuff as a two in my mind. I get that he plays a one, but I don't, I just never really think of Steph as a point guard. Well, who the hell is the point guard? There? I know, that's, that's <laughs> the question, but I, I'm like, I just never think of Steph as, for some reason, it just, it really, it like. It just, you I don't,
2: because you don't run one forward, with Steph? Is that what it is? I
1: mean, yeah, and I don't – the numbers probably say Steph is a fine passer and playmaker, but I just – I think of no, Steph he, as – No, cool he's not – I don't
2: think he's a strong passer. I don't think he's a strong passer because I think he gets careless with the ball. I I am with you, but point guards don't have to all look the same.
1: Okay, and I was about to say, I'm very traditional in my point guard. <laughs> Set me up as a shooter. I'm on the wing. Find me shooter's pocket. Thank you. It's like <laughs> I'm very traditional. Right, right here. In, like, let's go. Right <laughs> in the on.
2: pocket where I can – Catch and go.
1: And, I and you. if you don't hit me, you're going to hear about it. So just make sure you give me the ball. Um, but OK, I, that's actually a very fair way to look at it in terms of CP3. Um, but man, all right, so many, having been in both cities, I know it was hot in Phoenix following, you got to give me your top three takeaways, whether it's the, the cities, the teams, the actual basketball play, what will stand out for you? when you think back on covering the 2021 finals?
2: Well, I wish I was in Phoenix because we had Chris Haynes. I was doing East, oh, Chris okay. Haynes was going West. But <clears throat> here's what I would say. Top three uh, takeaways. First ways. of all, time
1: out, Chris Haynes, if you happen to listen to this, I'm sick of you big time and me. You've only owed me a guest for like a year and a half now. But go ahead, continue Vinny.
2: Just, just, <laughs> just send him a text that says, look, I can't tell where your skin ends and your hairline begins. <laughs> Bring your behind on my pocket. <laughs> just get him relentless. Just get him relentlessly like that. Um, as a as a fellow member of dark skinned elite, you know what I mean. I can, <laughs> I, can I can say such things. Um, my main takeaways from the finals, Monica. Number one, Milwaukee. One of the best things. The best thing about Milwaukee, it's ninety minutes from Chicago. It's mm-hmm. 90, 90 minute train ride. Like I, I spent my off days going to Chicago, where I used to live for a couple of years. You know, Michael Will having dinner with Michael Wilbon and some of the real the real real black elite. You know what I mean, like that type of yeah. stuff. Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: Secondly. Milwaukee is like, I guess it's a weird, they drink a lot of beer here. I'm not a beer drinker, bro. Yeah, Wisconsin, yeah, Wisconsin. Give me my whiskey, my bourbon, my cognac. I am straight, you know, I hate to say this, I'm being stereotypically (laughs) black right now. (laughs) I ain't drinking no beer, you know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to not have a beer belly. You want to give me one. Mm -hmm. Thirdly, man, they had 65,000 people last night. Monica. I wasn't trying to be here if they lost. Mm. I wasn't trying to be here if they, I wasn't trying to be anywhere around here if they lost. In case you didn't know, Milwaukee is not necessarily the kindest to color folk <laughs> in such ways. And yes, that was definitely, and that was a super spreader event too. I got my I got my double mask and everything on, and ain't a mask in sight. You know how scared shook if I was last night. Yeah. Like, man, if I come home and test positive for the Delta variant, I'm coming to Milwaukee and kicking ass.
1: (laughs) No, fact. Fact. Um, Okay, you mentioned something. I know you mentioned it jokingly, but it actually brought me back to something I did want to uh, bring up on the pod today. We think back to last year in the bubble. Um, Malika was on the ground. Zora Stevenson went viral. She wasn't on the ground. But Milwaukee was the team that forced the shutdown or the pause, shall we call it, uh, behind the shooting of Jacob Blake. Uh, in Kenosha, Wisconsin, and then here we are. Not gonna fall into the narrative trap, but I do wonder, we've both been around teams and been on teams, there is an, an intangible quality about a team that is poised to do something special. I don't know if it's fair to say that it was birthed in that moment. I don't know if it's what you hear from Connaughton and Middleton and those guys talking about how Giannis shows up with zero ego, but it obviously, whatever it is, it was stirred just so. I don't know if anybody brought that question up yesterday. I don't know if you heard it. Um, we, didn't, we
2: didn't bring it up directly, but that's a that's a great point that you brought up. And I thought about it like around game four,
1: mm-hmm.
2: when <clears throat> I brought I brought it up in my head around game four, and I was like, "This team has been through a lot more than we think."
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, what I mean, and even though they changed a lot of the. The players and some of the personnel, you know, Bledsoe, Holiday, that type of thing. When you come to a team that's been through something, and you, you sort of almost immediately pick up that equity—that's what equity. You immediately take on the failure of that, or that whatever that responsibility is. And I think that team got a lot closer because if you remember when that happened in the bubble, a lot of other teams were pissed off that they did this move on mm-hmm. their own. It wasn't like, oh, we're doing, we're standing together. It was almost like y'all said y'all weren't gonna play, so I guess we ain't gonna play. You know what I mean? It was You don't have a choice. Force. Yeah. It was a it was a force shutdown, but in a way the Bucks had to stand on their own. Like they weren't asking nobody else to do nothing. They weren't asking their coaches for permission. They were just doing what they felt was right, and I think a lot of times that that brings you closer. That helps you through basketball adversity because you've had life adversity so you know what this dude, you know what this dude is made of, type of thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And Giannis ain't American. You know what I mean? Like, he ain't grow up like we grew up with the type of stuff that we had to see and to feel it in that way. You know what I mean? So, I think there's a lot of sweat equity there. I think, and I would be the first one to tell you, when Yana signed that extension, I was like, I don't know why he's doing that. He's going to play on the team with a, you know, they ain't going to win shit. You know what I mean? In my head, I'm like, they not winning nothing. And they turn and before the playoffs, I'm like, they going to win this whole
1: thing. Yeah. yeah. And I'll be there if they
2: did it. I picked yeah. them to beat Brooklyn when I thought that Brooklyn was going to be healthy. Did you? I, I didn't
1: pick nobody to beat Brooklyn healthy. I'm going to be straight with that.
2: Oh, you, you picking Kyrie X? Uh, you, you healthy?
1: Picking, I am.
2: You was, picking, <laughs> you was picking PTO Kyrie?
1: Listen, all pay, I need him to do is play basketball. Listen.
2: Hmm, run run I, DMP?
1: If he stays healthy. <laughs> run DMP, that's hilarious. Vinny, if, he stays, if that team is healthy, and I mean all three of them, Look what they were, they were a toenail away and they were not healthy. Come on, Vinny. Come Are, we on, Vinny. Are we playing the if card? Are we playing the if card, Monica? I'm just saying, don't act like it's that crazy. PTO, Kyrie X, all of that DMP. Yeah, him that one. Bring him over here.
2: <laughs> but you, once again, you're talking about a team that had never been through nothing.
1: That's true, that's very true.
2: That's very so, true. I, 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 before the start of that series, I picked. Brooklyn to, to put up a good, I mean, a good fight. I picked Milwaukee to win that series. I didn't think it was going to play like it played. I didn't think KD was going to go nuclear and tell everybody I'm that dude. You know what I mean? Like, like before we go any further, can we acknowledge that Kevin Durant is still the best player in basketball? Like, no matter what. Like, like Giannis had 240 balls and a 50 ball, and Kevin Durant is still the best player in basketball. And I'm glad you said discussion.
1: it. I'm glad you said it, because people were getting carried away last night, and I didn't want to be a hater, so I just didn't engage. But I was like, I st- my best player still got to be able to shoot a three. I'm sorry. I just, I'm sorry.
2: No, I see. I, that's not fair. That part is not fair. But. In what world? I think Gian, I think Giannis, Giannis, Monica, why are we asking Giannis to do, shoot threes when he do everything
1: else? I am not. So this is the thing. I feel you. Giannis is a great player, top 10 in the league, easy, right? But yes. for me, when I talk about best players, you can't handle weaknesses.
2: So, Shaq in 2001? I'm
1: talking about current players. I don't want to do this. I'm talking about okay. current players. Okay, I just asked. <laughs> I, don't want, I don't want to go there. It's a different okay, game. Okay, my bad. My bad. Shaq, my bad. My bad. Would, my bad. Would, would Shaq be Shaq in this era of officiating? Probably. He just, mm. would he make more free throws? He needs to. Mm. Mm. I, see, now we get way down the what if train. See, see, I'm, the statement that we the both hall. agree on, though, is that KD's still the best player in the league. Yo,
2: hey, Yana, right. Yana said
1: it. There you go. Facts. Um, I loved all the the old Giannis tweets that got recycled yesterday. All right, Vinny, we can right get you out of here. But before I, there's two things. We gotta wrap up the show with buckets, boards, and blocks. But before I let you go, I do want, again, your NBA writer on the beat, on the ground take on the Giannis relationship with the rest of the league and the superstars.
2: I I wonder, because every that's become like this topic du jour, like nobody's giving Giannis his credit type of thing before last night. Cause it was a bunch of tweets last night, right? From yeah, LeBron and KD and Steph and I all these Draymond, other guys. Yeah. Draymond. I wonder if it's hey Giannis ain't trying to make no friends with these dudes. Yeah, you
1: know
2: what I mean. And Giannis has a different type of game that some of these guys can't necessarily identify with, like from an aesthetic standpoint. They don't look at it like Giannis is big, strong, and coordinated. He
1: just they just look at his
2: they just think big, strong, big, strong, run fast, caveman, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that type of thing. Like they look at him like he's Popeye the Sailor Man or something like that. You know what I mean? Like that ain't, that. that's not, that's, that's not fair. But I think, I I think, hmm, that's a great question, Monica.
1: So Cause we, cause we don't this.
2: know, right?
1: How do we know? So, I will say to your point, I have a theory and then I, we had Steve Novak on my MSGPM show with uh msg networks how many jobs you got woman listen baby have job we'll talk like have check will it cash let's talk well listen we'll turn it down around here anyway uh so novi joined us this week and we were talking about this and he's he's like to your point he just doesn't make time to do the american nba player things the only guy he really worked out with was kobe he -hmm. told lebron no he's told other guys no like that's just not his thing so he's not investing in those relationships my other theory to that is he doesn't play on the united states olympic team he goes and plays for greeks and we know a lot of the the teammates and the buddies and whatever is birthed out of the time with team usa so and and
2: he and he didn't come up through the american system of aau basketball and stuff like that it was even like his first couple years i mean he was you know i think came in 2013 so he he kind of like turned into an mvp not overnight but it was almost like he went from being a greek freak like an anomaly to like oh this dude can ball and he's an mvp and you know, these dudes got to be able to see it. They got to yeah. be able to see it coming. They don't, that's, remember how people don't give Steph his credit in the beginning? 100%. Because Steph didn't come up in the way that they were expecting to see somebody sort of come up in a way that was familiar to them. Run, ju- you know what I mean? Dunk, run, jump. Wait, wait a minute. But Steph was a, Steph was a skill player. Yeah. And Giannis is the total, I guess you could say opposite. And both of them dudes caught hell. So it ain't about stylistically. I feel like it's just familiarity with the dudes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's actually a really great point. So much of this is we was all prodigies in sixth grade together. Here's our picture of Zion and Ja all the, on the same team and you're an outsider. Uh, either way, Giannis is here and he's absolutely a problem to be dealt with. So that brings us to our final question for you, Vinny Goodwill, on the pod with us today. So the name of the pod is Buckets, Boards and Blocks. So we always ask our guests to give us one or all three, depending on how they're feeling. I wanna go specifically on this Milwaukee Bucks team okay. and the future, <clears throat> right? Whatever it looks like for them. Give me a bucket, something that you love. Give me more of this, right? All the buckets. The board is something that mm, don't love it, but it may have a redeeming quality, like a rebound, right? The block is the thing they need to stop, get it out of here. It's gonna be problematic in the future, moving forward. Finger wag, no. You can give me all three or give me one. <laughs> so bad. I feel so bad. Listen, I want whatever just got you that reaction. Please <laughs> give me that thing. Can you fire a coach after winning the title? That's where you at? Vinny? Let me talk before you answer. And I do want to hear your answer again, because <clears throat> first of all, God, please give me back in the field so I can be like Vinny and have connections and watch things for myself instead of on TV or on Zoom. Amen. Anyway. Um, it was so interesting for me working with Coach Carlissimo on the radio, cause he's also a pop tree guy, mm-hmm. worked alongside Bud. And I won't say he put on his whole cape for Bud, but he made sure to point out the things that he did and that he won. And even Doris hit us with some, all the people chomp biting at Bud need to, need to apologize. And I was like, okay, I see y'all family out here. We gotta apologize. Ooh, because he won, won, apparently, he won. Now we need to apologize because he won. Oh, you know, oh, sprinkle some magic and you too shall be healed. Okay, cool. <laughs> all
2: right, all right, Monica, that works. That winning, <laughs> winning cures all, except if you were Talu, and and Cleveland Ooh. a few years ago, because we, we damn sure said LeBron coached that team. Talu didn't get his credit till this year, right? Monica, you should see the like the the frozen screen that I have of you right now. I really wish I could screenshot this this pose of you right now.
0: <clears throat> I can help you with that, Vinny. I'll send it to you. <laughs> it really is a good freeze frame of Monica. it. Is it is it it's is. like how, how would you describe this freeze frame? <laughs> it's kind of like what you're talking about. Kiddie?
2: Oh my gosh, she should change that to like she should change that. So her Twitter avatar. Oh my god! At first, I thought it was my internet connection. I was like, maybe it's bad on my end, but I'm, I'm, she, she's frozen.
0: We're not done though. We're not done. Um, so, my lasting vision of this series is the is 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 Giannis's block on the alley oop of DeAndre Ayton of, of all the things, and there were so many. That's the one that's like stamped on my brain.
2: No, it for me that's the play. Because I saw, you can see it in real time developing and it happened so quick and you go back and look at it and he was jumping off the bad knee. You know what I mean? He was barely pushing off. He didn't have time to go into like a full gather. It was just, wait, this ball is going over my head. And the ball moves faster than your body, except if you're Giannis and you beat the ball to the spot. And it was just, the arena just blew up because I thought it's going to be a tie game. They're going to
0: lose this game and they're going to lose the series. And that play turned it off. That was, it was, it was remarkable because he was like guarding half of their team on that play. Mm-hmm. He was over here. And then in flash, he was right there. And I was like, you can't teach that.
2: No, it's just instinct. And it's, it's a good basketball instinct. Cause sometimes, you know, you can have stupid players who have great athletic ability and they can't do that because they don't have the thought process. They don't have the brain to do that. And I was so impressed, man. I literally, I was that was I said it, that was one of a career defining play and people said oh that's hyperbole I'm like no 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 that is a career defining play for someone like Giannis. I don't think you guys get this. Like this is the start of something that this is that that play was the start of something. And we don't know when it's going to end, but that play was the start of something really spectacular.
0: You know who's not getting the credit that I think they deserve for this championship? Who was that? P- PJ Tucker. At mm. the beginning of game mm. 3, right? He was the guy who t- showed Milwaukee what playing desperate was all about. He didn't have numbers, right? He had like five, four, and three in that game, mm-hmm, something mm-hmm. stupid like that. But he was getting offensive rebounds. He was diving <clears throat> on the floor. He was showing them what it was going to take. And, and it's just it didn't show up in the box score. But I thought from that point on, they became a, a, a mindset of their team just changed.
2: No, he brought just a general toughness to them you know what i mean like toughness that doesn't happen when your internet goes out and stuff like that you know what i mean some some stuff that you can't just plan for
0: you know i don't know what happened we, no we've we've been we've been continuing the show without you monica not <laughs> to mention sort of enjoying the that you left us when you when you took leave but vinnie and i held it down for you so yeah yeah you don't even see it but you're gonna <laughs>
2: I, just, oh, I took leave. Oh, your your new avatar. Trust me, your new it's gonna be your new avatar. Your new Twitter <laughs> avatar.
0: You I, know I, I love a fun avatar. <laughs> I described it as she's got that. What you talking about, Willis face?
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was. That's what it was. Um,
1: yeah. But we were right, right, carry on you guys. <laughs> right, we were mid this great block, and I need to get it fleshed out. Bruce, should I should I just do a clean pickup, or what do we do, Bruce?
0: No, we're gonna keep this thing as it was because we had a lot of fun while you were gone. <laughs> Oh,
1: okay. All right, great. All right, cool. All right, three, two, one.
0: <laughs> I'll, make, I'll make an edit. Don't worry. Go ahead.
1: Okay, I just wanted to be clear. I want to be easy for you, but you know, I love some shenanigans. Nah, it was
0: fun. It was spontaneous. <laughs> yeah. It was. All
1: right. Okay. Um, all right, so 2021 things, whatever. All right, so bucket, board, or block, Vincent Goodwill of Yahoo Sports, when it comes to this Milwaukee Bucks team moving forward.
2: Block, <clears throat> if the block is, can you, oh, come on, man. You
1: can do whatever you want in this space. You okay, just put it tell like, me why.
2: Put it like this. I've seen coaches get fired after making two straight NBA finals. I've seen coaches get fired after, you know, winning the championship. I'm not saying I'd fire, bud, but I would not be surprised if, you know, some of his old, you know, playoff haunts come back to haunt him in the future. They're like, no, nah, we, ain't, we ain't kicking it like this no more. You know what I mean? I'm not saying I endorse it, but I'm saying Bud didn't show me nothing throughout this series that made me think, Bud is not going to hold this team back in the future. You know what I mean? I don't look at it that way. More is as far as buckets, give me more Giannis and Chris on that, on that side pick and roll. Give me more, give me more of that as, as we have another funny Monica moment on, on, on the screen here. This is, this is an excellent, excellent moment.
0: This one's even better than the other one because it looks like she just had something really delicious Mm -hmm. to eat and she stayed.
2: Like licking her her lips like, yeah, it's had a sweet honey bun or something like that. That
0: that was like the lemon pepper wings down in Atlanta Mm -hmm. right there. Mm -hmm. Maybe she'll be back. (laughs) (laughs) Another
2: Avatar moment, Monica. Your most recent
0: freeze. Your most recent freeze frame.
1: Clearly, Vinny brought his bad internet jinx over here from his previous pod. That's what happened. That's all. So come on, let's hurry up, because he keeps messing up my internet. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so as a bucket, Monica, more Chris, and, more Chris and Giannis on that side pick and roll. More
0: Love of them that.
2: together. More, more Giannis as a finisher as opposed to Giannis having to initiate offense all the time. And as a board, more Bobby Portis.
1: Come on. Wow. Surprise.
2: Oh, I love Bobby. Look, I love these awkward dudes. You know what I mean? Like Bobby Portis is a fat kid who got tall. You know what I mean? I love that. He's a fat kid who got tall and made and made an NBA career out of it because he's not overly athletic or nothing like that. But he's a skill guy. You don't think of him as a skill guy, but Bobby Portis is a skill player. So now that he has like the sheen of winning the championship, and he can sort of feel his way out through this team, I think they go. They should resign him. This should be a really easy negotiation. Yeah, pick up, pick up a rebound, and let's let's rock, let's rock with Bobby Portis. Every team needs a Bobby Portis and a PJ Tucker. Every I team. Say,
1: I will say, when Bobby's with the Knicks, he's so much fun. Like he's just a really cool dude. Like the eyes, he leans into all of it. Like he's he's just great. So that that works for me too. Um, okay, I like all those buckets, boards, and blocks, Vinny. Thank you, thank you for kicking it with us. Safe Absolutely. travels home. Um, keep up the amazing work. You know, we following and listening wherever you are.
2: Oh my God! Hey, Bruce, please send me. The Monica McNutt uh, <laughs> avatar. I need. I need both of them.
0: I'm gonna get I, you screenshots of both of them, Vinny, please. And please I'm gonna send them, them both to you. Please and, send them to me, because I'm. am I'm
2: gonna I'm a post that one. The the second one as my avatar. It's gonna be my avatar. <laughs>
1: <Not> you, Wow. <laughs> I'm so sick of my friends doing that to me. I'm like, why? Oh, that's my face. What's happening? <laughs> Wait,
0: Monica's your avatar is the. Like, oh, look, she just did it again. <laughs> now you're messing with us, Monica. You totally are. Is, 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 is your current
1: avatar the, yeah. the
0: the look on your face? I'm like, oh. No.
1: Yeah. It's like I don't know if I agree with that. Whatever. That sounds
2: like something like Perk said, like Perk walked in the room or something like that, looking like the deacon at the church. And you like,
1: what you wearing? <laughs> that is definitely from the first thing Perk and I did together. And I was like, ah.
2: Vinny, thank you, my dude. Of course. Get home safely. Appreciate it, darling.
1: That was dope. (laughs) Thank you to Vinny Goodwill of Yahoo Sports for joining us this week, bringing the laughs, the perspective, the takes on this incredible Milwaukee Bucks championship squad. Thanks also to our fantastic producer, Bruce Bernstein. A big shout out and big thanks to our terrific editor, Kristen Woolley please check out our other pure hoops media shows this week the mike wise show features espn front office insider bobby marks talking nba draft and mike also will have a special nba finals edition later this week catch and shoot 2.0 with otto and aaron features espn radio's voice of the nba mark Kesty is great y'all with all of his thoughts on the finals bj armstrong is back with eric newman of the pure hoops podcast which drops every Friday, and King McClure and myself are back next Thursday with a brand-new edition of Buckets, Boards, and Blocks from Pure Hoops Media. All right, let's go. Time to stick the landing. Please, keep your guard up, get vaccinated, get the shot, or we're going to be at risk of repeating what we saw in 2020. The virus is making a comeback with the Delta variant and other variants in areas across the country. Getting vaccinated is more important than ever. Go back to the vigilance with your masks as well. Even though vaccinated people don't need masks, where you can, you should consider wearing your mask again. If you like buckets, boards, and blocks, please subscribe, rate us, review us, and leave a five-star rating. It would mean a ton. Until we meet again, uh, King will be back hopefully next week. I'm always ready. Wherever you can find them, enjoy your Hoops. Buckets, Boards and Blocks with Monica McNutt and King McClure is a presentation of Pure Hoops Media. Let's jump
0: into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig. Inspiring kid confidence.